Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the NASCAR series. Just got back from my neighbor's house. Had a bit of fun there. Let's see what we will find today. Take a look. The list. Dale Earnhardt Sr. on NASCAR NBC Track Pass. NASCAR The List. Dale Earnhardt Sr. 10 Biggest Moments. Dale Earnhardt, the man, the intimidator, the biggest legend of NASCAR's modern era. He grappled his way to NASCAR's top tier of racing with an intensity that chiseled his place in history. Behind the wheel, the racing world was at his command. And ahead are 10 of his major accomplishments. Number 10. Now there's the kid to watch. This kid Earnhardt in the Austin number two. Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt is the leader. Earnhardt not intimidated. The race driver of the blue and yellow number two race car is Ralph Dale Earnhardt. A lot of race fans and drivers say he just doesn't have the experience. You've got Dale Earnhardt there, got sideways, the back end of the car got loose. He's got it sideways again, he's trying to regain control, the car is loose, young, talented driver. Dale's early racing success was a result of watching his father, Ralph, a successful driver in his own right, compete on local dirt tracks. Being around my dad and uh, watching him race, watching him have to go. Oh, I was at somewhere. Number 10. Dale's early racing success was a result of watching his father, Ralph, a successful driver in his own right, compete on local dirt tracks. Being around my dad and uh, watching him race, watching him have to go through what I'm going through now, is, uh, it really helped me. I think it matured me for knowing a lot that I didn't know. Racing itself, you know, that just has to come with uh, experience, which I'm getting plenty of. Dale made an instant impression on the 1979 NASCAR season. The Rookie of the Year had four poles and 11 top fives. At Bristol, NASCAR's most famous short track, Earnhardt used the driving skills learned from his father to gain his breakthrough first win, proving he was ready to meet the challenges of NASCAR racing. Dale Earnhardt's first win began a new era in the Earnhardt family legacy. I think my dad would be proud of what we've accomplished in my career as a, as a racer, but I also think he'd be proud of our family. Number nine, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The Open Wheel Shrine conducted an invite-only stock car test session in 1992. Earnhardt and his peers were competitive about every opportunity the occasion provided. Even who could be first to hit the track? I was the first Winston Cup driver to be on the racetrack in his Winston Cup stock car. Earnhardt comes out wide open, passing me coming off turn four so he can lead the first lap ever at the speedway. I lead the first lap. He backed off. The inaugural Brickyard 400 created a stir throughout Indianapolis. As hard as Dale drove, the best he could finish in 1994 was fifth. In 1995, Earnhardt was determined to leave the Brickyard with the trophy. He was so focused on winning. That was only 
two parts, but that's okay. Sigalit, NASCAR R&D helps local doctors fight the COVID-19. Hello, everybody. Alex Weaver joining you from my living room in Charlotte, North Carolina. A pretty cool story coming out of the Research and Development Center for NASCAR in Concord, North Carolina. Let's head straight there to see what the guys out in the shop are doing. I'm going to uh, check in with Eric Jacuzzi. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. He's going to join us. He's a senior director of aerodynamics and vehicle performance. Eric, tell me what you guys are doing to actually help with the front lines in the medical field uh, and provide some some help for doctors and medical staff. Um, thanks. So uh, we're actually uh, printing these face shields um, for the hospitals in the local area. Um, basically, right now, we're connected with North Carolina and Georgia hospitals, um, and we're delivering a couple hundred actually down to uh, Charlotte later this afternoon. Um, yeah, you say a couple. It's not actually just a little bit. You guys are doing 650 masks for Novant. 40 are going to pediatric hospitals uh, in Georgia. I know 10 are going to a pediatric center in Mooresville. So what made you guys realize, first of all, that you were able to print this and deliver it to folks to help out? Uh, so actually, we just got one of our uh, largest machines installed a couple weeks before all this uh, kind of started happening. Um, and one weekend, a couple of us came home basically watched the news all weekend and we all had the same idea of we should uh, see what we can do. Um, so we signed up for some different online uh, groups and contacted the uh, suppliers of these machines. And uh, they were able to help us out with some designs um, that people had thought up. And basically we were able to get connected with uh, Novant Health first and show them a couple of prototypes. And then we went from there, uh, they requested uh, 200. Um, and that's the, the current order we're working on um, initially. Um, so, yeah. So what components go into this mask? Like, what actually are you guys printing at the R&D Center for these masks? So, basically, there's three separate parts. There's a uh, printed part on the top. That's kind of the headband section. We have two different styles of that. There's a uh, clear plastic shield that we cut out and put holes in. And then there's this bottom part that kind of holds the shape um, of the mask when you have it on. So we've seen what goes into the mask. So Eric, can you actually show us around the room, uh, the machines and the actual behind the scenes of what goes into making these masks? So walk you around the machines here. So this is a pile of uh, masks that we have finished up, oh. um, ready to go. And then I'll take you into the room here. Hopefully you can see this. So this is the uh, larger machine. Um, this prints uh, three face shields about every two hours and 20 minutes. So we do multiple shifts to kind of keep it running. And then we have four additional machines making uh, different parts. This one's also making kind of the main body of the shield. And then this smaller machine here is making the lower part that kind of holds the shape. And then these two are doing the, uh, the black shield there, you can see. That is incredible. Eric, how long does it take to make one full mask? Um, so it takes uh, about two hours and 20 minutes on the larger one, as I mentioned. Um, and some of the other, the smaller machines are maybe um, like four hours to seven hours. Um, some of them are making two at a time. Some are making three at a time. And then uh, with the group of volunteers we have here, cutting out the actual uh, masks and everything out of the clear plastic uh, goes pretty quickly. 
So uh, we assembled about 130, I think, this morning in about two hours. So as long as we've got the supplies and everything's printed out, we're uh, ready to go. So, Eric, for those who aren't familiar with the R&D Center, what were the, the machines that are using to now make the face mask? What would those have been used for NASCAR sport? Uh, so we do a lot of 3D printing, um, basically to make prototype parts for uh, test fitting, uh, running in the wind tunnel. Um, you can use them for almost anything. So uh, the in-car um, high-speed cameras that the uh, that we introduced last year with John Padlock Safety Group, they actually have a 3D printed cover that goes over the top of them. Um, so there's we use them for almost everything. They run uh, almost nonstop. Uh, Eric, I want to thank you guys for all that you were doing there and really helping uh, with the people in Charlotte and in Georgia and North Carolina and across the Carolinas for all of this. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's amazing what th- great things can come from uh, just some simple ideas and people being quarantined. Thank you. For more on what the NASCAR community is doing to help during the coronavirus pandemic, log on to NASCAR.com. You heard him right. Log on to NASCAR.com. That was like a five-minute thing, but that was really long, but I hope you guys learned a lot of science. Let's take a look. Look at the short track eye racing challenge. Bush Denningham won a group of 18 will compete at virtual session versions of iconic and short track. Hacks across America next week on NBCSN as NASCAR America presents the NBC Esports Short Track iRacing Challenge beginning Monday, April 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. From Monday to Wednesday, six drivers will compete in two timed races in Cup Series cars at an iconic track at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. And the top two finishers from each night will advance onto the championship race at the virtual Martinsville Speedway on Thursday night on NBCSN. We've got Rockingham, Lewis, Lucas Oil Raceway, Myrtle Beach, and Martinsville. Woo! good. Kyle Busch, William Byron, Austin Dillon, Parker Clegman, Tyler Reddick, and Bubba Wallace are in at Rockingham. Justin Olgaier, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, Harrison Burton, Denny Hill, and Kyle Larson are in. And at Lucas Oil, we'll at Myrtle Beach, Landon Castle, Matt Benedetto, Dale Jr., Timmy Hill, Ryan Priest, and Myatt Snyder are in it. They also say we're proud to continue our successful collaboration with iRacing and NASCAR, which began last year to, pro- to produce the NBC Esports Short Track iRacing Challenge, said Jeff Benke. Vice President of Production, NASCAR and NBC and NBCSN. Thanks to all the drivers joining from the NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series for joining and watching before consecutive nights of entertainment and fun for all the great race fans and viewers. (laughs) I gotta go watch that. Can't seem... Weird things that happen after wins. Bowen forgot about the rain earlier and got his car stuck at the infield grass. <laughs> Custer's signature bash, beer bash victory at Kentucky. Oh, you fell off. That's funny. Typically after a first career win, he'll celebrate accordingly. And that he'll... Well, Gregson did the exact... Yep, Technic or, you know, and all over. Let's see. 
Luckily, it was. Uh, I think he might be throwing up. Ham, imagine if you're go, go uh, walking through life with a crippling phobia of lobsters. Is today basically you what I'm saying? And Miss Danny Hamlin picked the worst track to win it. This on him. If you're afraid of the trophy, then don't win here. Yeah, it, it's like having a horrendous fear of masonry and then ring at the Indianapolis. Oh my gosh, the lobster is scaring him. Kozlowski with a bleedy hand. After Kozlowski's win, he was joined by a special guest. No one had no idea for how he was there. Just kind of stood there, enjoying his... It's time in the spotlight. But a great win, Kyle Larson. Bam! Get it, get up, wimp. Really? <coughs> Tyler Reddick was so very amped by winning the NASCAR. So much that he struck the championship flag in his window and ripped the flag clear off the pole. Well, during his burnouts. <laughs> That's so funny. The way we see a Martin Truck shoot near. So dominant, it could drive off Victory Lane on its own. That's a self driving car. That is totally a self driving Martin Truck Jr. car. That's the first self car. <laughs> There's a, now the debut well, delayed until 2022, so now we're going to have a regular year. Oh, man, it's already almost time to go. See you guys later, and I hope you guys have a great day.